Hello and welcome to the Cinemondo Podcast with Kathy, Mark, and Burke talking about movies. Horror, sci-fi, unusual, unknown, forgotten, underappreciated, always interesting. How are you guys doing? Good. Very you've been, good. You've been watching like six or seven or eight movies a day lately? <laughs> it's great homework. It's like, you know, <laughs> it what is. am I watching this morning? What am I watching this afternoon? What am I watching tonight? Like, and I was like, oh my God, I have to watch another movie. Good God, what a life. So hard. <laughs> yeah, we just yesterday watched all 27 seasons of The Sopranos. <laughs> They're free. I'm Quibi. You got the, you got the 10 Quibi. minutes. <laughs> you, know what Quibi, you know what Quibi stands for? Kathy? No. Uh, quick something. Bites? Quick, quick bites. Oh, quick bites. okay. Quick bites. Under so 10 minutes. So cute. <laughs> Starry, you know, uh, Created by Jeffrey Katzenberg and Meg Whitman, who started eBay. So that's the latest big streaming thing for strictly for your phone. Everything is shot for you know the, the, for your phone screen, uh, and um, it's supposed to be under ten minutes. So it could be a movie can be in ten chapters, and could be a two-hour movie, that kind of a thing. So who knows if it'll fly or not? You know, mm. uh, but it's kind of interesting. I thought it would be like anybody could sort of put stuff on there, but it's huge stars and huge people yeah. are involved. In so it's, it's short you know, form stuff that's is what hard. youtube is for yeah that's exactly yeah but that yeah, kind of hard. short form thing you know i love to read i love to read um you know books about uh, you know science fiction books and things like that and biographies and things and you want i i want books to be long i think there's a you know there's a lot of great science fiction short stories you know but i i i which i love but i tend to it, prefer longer form films like if somebody says oh it's a, the film is over two hours i'm like okay cool if it's a good movie so i wonder sometimes if shortening things yeah no is i think this sort is sort of for... pa- like pandering to short attention spans or something well i think you know short films have their place uh you know uh and not, not a lot of people watch like a short film so somebody starting out makes a short because they can make it for cheap yeah uh, and there's not a lot of places except for film festivals to view those so i thought maybe this is where some short films but this is big time this is jennifer lopez and uh, funny or die and all these big big productions they're not going for the uh for the up-and-coming people they're going for the people that are there making short films but it has to be under 10 minutes it's for people it's 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 under 10 minutes but you can have a movie in chapter form so you can have 10 chapters to that's cheating Right. Yeah. So it's not really. They're just little bites that you, you watch when you're on the subway. If you're, quick bites. If you're, yeah, quick bites. So anyway, Quibi. Well, maybe it's cool. I'll, I'll check oh, no. it out. <laughs> well, not until they pay us to advertise. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Quibi. You, you, you want Cinemondo to be part of your team. <laughs> we have we have a vetting process, so get in there early. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but I've been doing actually a lot of reading, believe it or not. Like I've, I've read like four books in the past month. Me too. And um, books that have been sitting around on my shelf forever going, I can't get to that book. You yeah. Know? It's like, I can't read that. Because usually if I'm you know working and it's late at night, I'll pick up a book, read three sentences, and my eyes start to cross. Right. Yeah, and yeah. And I close my eyes and go to sleep. So that's a great way for me to fall asleep. But well, you just do, you just a couple of days ago or yesterday dropped some books off at my house, which normally you would come to the door and come inside and we'd hang out. But you you left these in a bag out by the gate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Drop it, off. 
hermetically sealed. Yeah. I had sprayed it with Lysol, you know, the whole thing. So, <laughs> but I left uh, that uh, that horror book, that horror um, story about you know seminal horror films. Yeah, that looks interesting. Yeah. It's like the 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 sort of uh, Godfathers of modern horror. Yeah, it's called uh, I think it's called Shock Value. Yeah. Um, and then this other book, uh, uh, biography uh, on Dalton Trumbo, just called Trumbo, that was written in the uh, 70s by Bruce Cook. Mm. And uh, Dalton Trumbo, most people know him as one of the Hollywood Ten, one of the writers that was blacklisted because right. he was a part of the Communist Party. And so a lot of the right-wingers, a lot of the Hollywood bigwigs said, you guys can't work in Hollywood anymore under your name. So he had to write scripts under, because he's such a good, talented screenwriter and guy who could crank these things out fast and do pretty much anything. He was hired on through his friends uh, and they would put hit their names on it. But he was the guy that actually wrote the script. Yeah. So he wrote Roman Holiday, but it's not his name on the script, you know, uh, on, on the film. And he wrote The Brave Ones. He won a, uh, an Academy Award for Best Screenplay, but it was written uh, by um, Robbie Rich. Right. <laughs> so when Robbie Rich won for Best Academy Award in 1957, Deborah Kerr said, Robbie Rich. Yeah. Some guy came running up. Oh, Robbie, he can't be here tonight because <laughs> his wife's giving labor. He's at the hospital, <laughs> but he wishes his heart felt best. And it was all a sham. You know? Right. It was, yeah, it was all for Dalton Trumbo. So anyway, it's a great book. And um, Burke lives three blocks away from where Trumbo lived in, uh, in L.A., so I had to drive by the house. So after I dropped off the books, I went by the house. And it was just cool because after reading about what he, what he went through to actually be in front of the house, it was, yeah. it was very much a Hollywood thing, a, a, an L.A. moment. We walk wow. past the house all the time. We walk the dog and, and like, hmm, Dalton Trumbo's old place, you know? Yeah. It's just <laughs> that's so great about living in L.A. is there's so much stuff right here. Yeah. And the history of it is just fascinating. And some the of parties the parties he had there, you know, it was amazing. The, and the, some of the luminaries that went to that house and, you know, looked for parking up our street, you know, <laughs> things like that. Li, li, Linus Pauling goes yeah. there all the time. Michael Wilson, who was another blacklisted writer, but he wrote um, The Bridge Over the River Kwai and Lawrence of Arabia and yeah. some of the classic films, you know. So it was well, Dalton Trumbo, I think my my most memorable, I guess, thing about him that I that I think of when I think of him is Johnny Got His Gun. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that's a that's a book, you know, that he wrote that um, really tore me up when I read it. I read it when I was in high school and it was that was a book that gave me the depressions. You know, <laughs> it's a very sad book. Oh, it's um, it's a Kathy. It's about a, a guy coming back from war and he has no arms or legs. So he, and he, can't, he only has one sense, the sense of touch left. Yeah. So the my it's the book is really through his mind, and he made a movie. Dalton Trumbull actually directed the only time he ever directed yeah. films. Nineteen seventy, towards the end of his life, he directed that Timothy Bottoms. Yeah, Timothy played Bottoms the main, wow. played yeah. the main character in Johnny Got His Gun. Uh, that was a film that I haven't seen. I didn't even know about. I so. remember that film. Yeah. Do you really? Yeah. Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah. And how? How? Do what do you remember of it? I'm fascinated by it. Uh. I remember it being, you know, I mean, it's just a style. I remember it being pretty melodramatic, but yeah. and it's not like, it's not the kind of dark kind of war message. I yeah. felt like that normally it was a little more psycholo- psychological and emotional. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, because a lot of it's his, his running monologue in his head. So right. um, yeah. it was disturbing. It's disturbing, but, but you know, from a distance, kind okay. of, in a weird way. Yeah. Yeah. But it was cool. It was cool. 
It's I mean, it's very limited. I mean, it's a guy, you know, <laughs> he's just yeah. in his bed, so. Right. But it yeah. goes into his memories. Flashbacks. There's flashbacks, yeah. And it's yeah. a, um, it's a, it's got a style. It's got that kind of a, um, it was made in 1971, so it's a 70s movie, you know. Yeah. And as opposed to like a 50s movie or something that you might think of a war, a war drama, but it's mm-hmm. a you know 70 71, so it's a bit of a counterculture edge to it, you know, I guess. And yeah. it's very anti. It's an anti-war movie, you know, for sure. It it's about the horrors of war and what war does to these young boys, you know, these kids that went and fought and. And some of them didn't come back, and some of them came back, kind of, you know. And it really—I mean, there's some heartbreaking stuff in it. It's a—it's a—it's a classic movie. I think it's, you know. Well, he lived through World War One when he was a kid, and World War Two. Yeah. He was a filmmaker, and he did a lot of big World War Two films, like Thirty Seconds Over Tokyo, and a few others. Yeah. That were very sort of, uh, you know, pro big, you know, pro World War Two, and then right after that. He was a, they found him to be a communist, and he was on the blacklist. Right. So it's a it's a great book. It's an interesting story. He seemed like a hell of a guy. Yeah. Um, like a wonderful person, generous yeah. in a lot of ways. So, so reading, it's fundamental. Yeah. <laughs> I listen to a lot of podcasts. That's what. I, <laughs> or you, and you also do a lot of Audible stuff. There are a lot of uh, Audible, but you know, yeah. mostly it's been podcasts because I've been wanting to hear all the stuff, all the p- political. You know, insanity. So it's a lot of stuff like Pod Save America and Five Thirty Eight because I want to hear smart people talking. Right. So I like <laughs> to hear really smart. And they were all on the inside, like Pod Save America. They were all guys that worked for Obama um, right. in the speech writing department. You know, they were speech writers and they talk about like being inside the White House. And then Five Thirty Eight. You know, Nate Silver, a statistician, sure. who talks about the math. It's it's cool that way. But sometimes you just got to take a break. And that's when I go to scary movies and stuff, <laughs> stuff like yeah. that. Or well, it's video interesting. Games or anything. Yeah. It's interesting that scary movies are your escape. <laughs> like you, you, yeah. you choose to go into worlds that are even scarier than what we're in right now. <laughs> right, they make me feel better about my life. They're yeah. actually very comforting for some reason. I find a lot of comfort in horror movies for some reason. I don't know if it's like the formula and just kind of knowing. I know. think I think I know why that is. It it's why? it's because you're weird. <laughs> it's because I'm a serial killer. You're That's just, why you're just really weird. <laughs> I just want to see cheerleaders die. That's all. I, 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 I'm right with Kathy. Like yeah. I find them very comforting. And the thing is, I have friends who just, or my wife, will not watch a horror film. Like, How can you watch that? Like it's yeah. awful. People dying. And, and I can't like, explain it. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, you're right. Like I will start watching. I started watching it chapter two because it's. Oh yeah, we want to watch that. Yeah, and uh, I said I can watch this. This is you know uh, kind of a goof. It's like you know kind of a fun house horror movie, right? And then like ten minutes in, like Valen's like, "What are you watching?" I'm yeah. like, I, I better turn this off. Uh. <laughs> You're traumatizing your child. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I turned. Daddy, it off. why are you making me watch this? <laughs> For it's me, three, the... it's three hours of horror movie. FYI. Yeah. Three hours. Three it. <laughs> The It movie? Yeah, it, 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 it part uh, two? chapter two. Yeah, three hours. Good Lord. <laughs> but for me, I mean, for me, my escapist, my favorite type of escapist entertainment is science fiction, if it's good, you know. I I claim to be a science fiction fan, but I, I actually... I also claim to be a horror fan, but I don't like most of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, most of it, I don't like. And the ones that I do like, I love. And I, I will defend them forever, you know? <laughs> But science fiction is, um, 
for me, that's my escape because that sort of takes my mind out of this world into another world that might be a bad world. It might be a, you know, a dystopia, but it also might be a utopia. It might be a better future or a future that would be fun to live in. Like when you watch the Star Wars movies, it's not so, you know, probably pretty horrible to be under the thumb of the Empire or whatever and have people like Darth Vader running around. But it would be so much fun to live in a place where you can jump, you know, you have a robot as a friend and you can jump in a spaceship and fly around and you got a lightsaber. And Star Trek is always a really good escape because that is sort of a utopia. Everybody seems to, you know, the humans and their and their allies and everything. I mean, there's enemies that pop in, but they have this great technology and they all seem to be pretty cool, you know. <laughs> yeah. Except well, I think you're, much more, you're more lenient on on sci-fi yeah. than on horror. So I think yeah. you could sit and watch pretty much any sci-fi and maybe find something good in it, something interesting. Yeah, and Whereas the two I mentioned much tougher on horror. The two I mentioned, yeah. the Star Wars and Star Trek, they're not necessarily my favorites. I, 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 I enjoy them and I keep up with them, you know, but I, I really like, um, you know, hard science fiction, the kind of books I read, they call it hard sci-fi because it's, I guess, hard to understand or something, but hard it's to um, watch. Hard, hard, to, hard to handle, hard to deal hard with, to, hard, to sit through. hard to stomach, <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, it's hard to stay awake there. Hard to... <laughs> Hard to enjoy. Yeah, no, it's. <laughs> but what it is? What it is? Challenging sci-fi. <laughs> but what it is is it's like science fiction that's really science. You know, it's really about the science, and I love that because I love science. I'm not smart enough to actually really do science, so it's almost like a like I go into this. You know, I read these books and I kind of put myself into the situation where you know, if I understood science, you know. And I kind of understand it a little bit, and I love it when something challenges me and makes me think about things that I've never thought about before and helps me understand science in a way that's really entertaining and exciting. And I, I, there's a, there, I could go on and on about books that I love and books that I've read and why I, why I like them. And the books tend to take me away more than movies do or TV series or whatever. Books really let your imagination fill in the blanks and you know movies very rarely get there and one thing that we've talked about before is that there's a zillions of movies that that are called science fiction but for me there's a few that are like you know what that's science fiction that's my idea of science fiction like um you know the movie the arrival recently that was to me that was like okay this is science fiction because it's about the science how about Aniara? Remember the one I, that Swedish film, Aniara? That was kind of hard sci-fi-ish. Yes, that was that yeah. approached science fiction. I mean, yeah. it was definitely in. in it would, to me, it was like it, it gives you the effect when you watch that movie. It gives you the effect of reading a good science fiction book. You know, where you have this yeah. idea. I mean, a lot of people might not want to fund that movie. You know, producers might not want to fund it because there's nobody running around with a, you know, with a blaster. And there's no aliens running around trying to kill people. There's no monster loose on the ship. It's about people dealing with a science-based issue, problem, situation, you know? Like, what is going to happen once we do have space travel that can go that fast and go between planets? And people who can afford it can take a trip and repopulate, you know, uh, another planet or go to Mars or whatever, how is that? What is that going to be psychologically? What's that going to do to us as a culture, as a society, as as human beings? 
that I love. I love speculation like that. And my uh, recently we, we were talking about uh, movies that I think are science fiction. I think Christopher Nolan really gets science fiction. Um, his film coming up, Tenet, really looks like a science fiction movie. Yeah, that looks fun. Yeah. His Batman movies, they're science fiction <laughs> in, a, in an interesting way, you know. But um, Interstellar is a movie that he made that is science fiction, but for some reason it wasn't my favorite Christopher Nolan movie. It, se- it seems like it's got everything I would like, but I watched it. I remember seeing it when it came out, and it was just something about it that, I, that didn't, didn't, it didn't uh, rock my world like, like science fiction sometimes does, you know? And you know, I, I watched it again recently, and I figured out what it was about that movie that I don't really Matthew like McConaughey. so much. That's it, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> you don't like him as an actor or his character in this film? I like him as an actor in certain roles. I mean, he plays certain roles. but Miscast. In this, I think this one he was miscast. You're, 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 you're stealing my thunder, Kathy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm it was trying, Matthew McConaughey, be and it was involved. because he was miscast. <laughs> we yeah. should uh, I name the actor. I do that I whole exactly setup. Said, <laughs> um, should we play because the trailer? Can... Is, this your, is this your recommendation? Um, yeah, I wanted to just talk about this one and another movie that I think was was science fiction. And I, we don't—I don't know. Do we want to play the trailer for them or not? Yeah, or just we should play the trailer it? for these. Okay, yeah, so yeah. so here's the trailer for um, Interstellar. In case you guys have sort of forgotten what that was all about. Yeah. A little late, Coop. Yeah, we had a flat. It's an Indian surveillance drone. Solar cells power an entire farm. What'd you do, Murph? She didn't do nothing. Murphy's Law. You're a well-educated man, Coop. And a trained pilot. And an engineer. The world doesn't need any more engineers. We didn't run out of planes and television sets. We ran out of food. Dad, why did you name me after something that's bad? No, well, we didn't. Murphy's Law. Murphy's Law doesn't mean something bad or bad. It means that whatever can happen, will happen. We must confront the reality that nothing in our service system can help us. Now you need to tell me what your plan is to save the world. We're not meant to save the world. We're meant to leave it. And this is the mission we were trained for. I've got kids, Professor. Get out there and save them. I have no idea when you're coming back. I'm coming back. We must reach far beyond our own lifespans.
Okay, yeah. Science fiction. Christopher Nolan. All these things I love. And this movie just didn't do it for me 100%. I liked a lot about it. There was a lot about it that I loved. But I think I really wish there was a, a digital film maker youtube guy out there who could extract matthew mcconaughey from this film and stick a different actor in there i hate to say that because i like matthew mcconaughey in some things but um you know is that the main reason literally if you put somebody else in there that (laughs) that was more like you know i don't know an ed harris or somebody like that it was more of an astronaut actor would that would would that have made the movie like a, a, a you know an A for you or was it because I remember the movie kind of but I felt it was really long and some of the stuff at the end with the library yes. I, I kind of remember like the library the I books. didn't quite understand that I didn't get I, was, I felt like it was sort of one of those side that promised a lot and then at the end it was sort of like cool interesting visuals but it didn't really it, it wasn't satisfying like yeah. most of his movies are to me. I, f- I think you're right. I think if Matthew McConaughey had kind of pulled it back a little bit, <laughs> dialed back the Matthew McConaughey, you know, and yeah. played it as more of a smart person, you know, because Anne Hathaway is in this movie, and she's one of those actors that I think is really good at portraying a smart person. Um, y- you know, like Robert Downey Jr., when he plays Tony Stark, you believe that he is as smart as Tony Stark, right? Because he's such a smart person. And Anne Hathaway in this movie seems like a, I mean, she seems like in real life, she's probably very, very smart. And so she plays smart people correctly. Matthew McConaughey is probably very, very smart in real life, too. But he, his character in this movie, to me, just seems like one of these woohoo kind of guys. You know, he, like, he wants to go fast. I want to just ride fast. Yeah, speed. Well, maybe man. that's why they cast Matthew McConaughey, because that's what the character was. But. He's supposed to be an engineer, and he's and you're like I don't know. He's like one of these guys that drives a truck through the cornfield, and he's like woohoo, yeah, I'm driving fast now. (laughs) You think Cy just can't do that? Yeah, (laughs) but I don't know. I would, you know, you know what would have been to me would have been would have made this movie so much better. Swap the characters of of um, Anne Hathaway and Matthew McConaughey. Have her be the lead character in the film. And have him be that other secondary, not so much secondary, but the other character, you know? I, I liked her more than him, you know what I mean? <laughs> she, be, I believed her, you know, and, but anyway, that's interstellar. But, it, I mean, it's got a lot of really good stuff in it. All the time stuff in it, the, you know, what really happens when you get near a massive mass and how time goes faster and slower depending on what your gravity is and all that. That was very accurate and correct. Anything, cool. anything with Christopher Nolan's name is going to be worth watching. Absolutely, anything, yeah. Yeah. even yeah. the ones, even the ones that might not be the home, <clears throat> the home runs, right? And I would definitely think that this is not one of his better films, but it's certainly worth watching. Yeah, and if yeah. you haven't seen it, you should definitely watch it. But then there's another movie I want to just mention. One other movie that I watched around the same time that I thought really is a is another great science fiction movie. It's science fiction is uh, the movie that was directed by David Bowie's son, Moon. Did you guys, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you've yeah, seen that was Moon, great. and I know I you love, like it. I love Moon. Moon yeah. is great. One of my favorite. It's like it's contained thriller, yes. smart, great setting. Sam Rockwell is basically the only person in it. He's yeah. amazing. It's all you need. Well, Sam you know, Rockwell it, is great in everything he does. And the, and the visuals of the movie, like when he's, he's kind of like a, he's... Um, mining rock or something yeah. on the yeah. moon that's his job 
and he's in this kind of like this crazy, almost like damnation alley type of uh, truck, like yeah. dump truck. And it's just cool shots. Like I love the way they filmed that. Well, you know what they did is those are actual practical models. Those are miniatures. Those are done in the old school way. There's, you know, it's not computer generated. I think when they right. started making the film, they said, let's, let's do this with real models, you know? Yeah. And there's a, when you do it with real models, there's an edgy, there's an edgy sort of chaos that comes in, you know, the, the way things move, the way dust kicks up, the way it, you know, every in CGI, a lot of times they tweak and tweak and tweak, and people will say, "Oh, can you get rid of that one tiny stone right there? That one tiny yeah. piece of gravel? Can we get rid of that?" Yeah, sure, click. But with you, when you do models, however it comes out, that's what you have to live with, and it's more. I don't know. There's a there's sort of an edge of reality to it, and it, or just your eye, int- can te- your, your eye senses it. Maybe I don't know. Your maybe feelings can sense it. Yeah. yeah, you can't really yeah. put your finger on what it is, you know. Yeah. But you're you're like, I like the way that looks. Like what you just said, you love the way it looked, but it's mm-hmm. like, did you know that it was practical models instead of CGI? No, it just had a look that I liked. Yeah, uh, and maybe it is going back to that. And yeah. Also, um, I think the direction by Duncan Duncan Jones, Duncan Jones, yeah. I'll great. forgive him for that horrible Warcraft movie. Yeah, I know he did do the World of Warcraft movie. Because he's so talented, movie. but that movie unforgivably horrible. Yeah, and that was an easy movie to make. I, feel I, did, like. I didn't and he see totally that. bungled that. Oh I my did, god! I didn't see that one. I saw the one with um, <sighs> Jake Gyllenhaal, um, where he's on the train. Yeah, called, uh, yeah, that was fun. That was fun, and that was called uh, what the hell was it called? Um, source oh, code. Source yeah, code. Source code. Yeah. That was really fun. I like that one too. Did yeah. you see Mute? That was kind of straight to straight to uh, Netflix. A uh, huge budget film uh, with uh, Paul Rudd and Alexander Skarsgård and Justin Theroux and Sam Rockwell's in it. Oh. Um, it's an interesting misfire. Oh. I will, oh, no. But no, watch it. Watch it. It's a huge budget film that they said, well, we're going to just dump this on Netflix. What happened to Duncan? So much promise. But moon, sometimes smaller is better. Like, you know, yeah. Moon doesn't have a big budget, not a big cast, but it totally, and it's very emotionally satisfying. Yeah. It's, a, it's a wrenching film I mean, mm-hmm. to me. I, I moon? Yeah. 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 It's, oh, God. Well, it has yeah, one of those things in it where, I mean, like you were saying, Sam Rockwell is in, I mean, it's basically Sam Rockwell. Yeah. And, um, and some other dude that once threw a chair at me, but the... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Sam Rockwell actually plays multiple roles in it. You know, he plays himself, you know, a couple times. Yeah. And he has a, he has one of those scenes where he's where he's dissolving, you know. <laughs> he's he's just getting worse and worse and you're feeling like, "Oh, he's just in so much pain and he's not going to make it." And you know, he has but to he's by himself on the moon. I mean, yeah. forever for whatever it is. Anyway, it's a if you haven't seen it, please watch it. I think yeah. be, even if you're not a fan of hard sci-fi, if you just want to watch an interesting film, it's a winner. Yeah, it's a it's a really good movie. I like it, and it's really um, like what I was saying, where you feel like you're reading a um, where I get the feeling that I get when I read a good science fiction book. You know, you you it has a few moments in it where you're like, "Whoa, that's cool! That is a great idea. That's mm-hmm. not what I expected," and it throws everything you thought out the window. I love those moments. Yeah. And so Moon right. gets a big recommendation Moon. from me. Moon gets an A plus. Interstellar B minus. Kind of a B minus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kathy, what about you? What do you I, got for us? Oh, what do I have? Am I yeah. next? Yeah. You're next. All right. So I love Shudder, and I pulled a, a tiny film that I didn't expect much from that has some really cool ideas, especially now. It's called 
The Room came out in 2019. It was directed by a French director. Um, let me get his name correct. It is Christian Volkman. He did a movie a while ago um, called Renaissance. It was kind of a cap- motion capture kind of film. Like, um, Daniel Craig voiced some stuff in it. Kind of a no tour, but anyways, he. Uh, it's about. And I love these kind of movies where a couple has, you know, decided no more city life. We're gonna buy an old house out in the middle of nowhere, and we're gonna go live there and fix it up. That's right. like one of my favorite stuff. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Yeah. Can't get enough. I love a movie that starts with two people in a car driving out. Like The Shining, The Shining, or something. Exactly. Shining, or like any of those old, like half the Hammer movies in the world. Um, like burnt yeah, offerings. Yeah, exactly. And it seems so ideal. The houses are always these beautiful houses with big property and beautiful environment. And I love that the, that can go wrong. Because yes. you, know, you want it to be... Or even you know that Nick Cage movie we watched. Oh, yeah, The Color Out of Space. The Color Out of Space, where they move to the city folk, go move it out to the country. <laughs> well, you know it. what it is? You know what it addresses? The fear that it addresses is the thing when everybody buys a house, you know? Yep. And it's like we we're, we were talking about different kinds of horror, these things that affect people like travel horror. You know, we always get mm-hmm. scared when we travel because we're yeah. in an unfamiliar place. And when you buy a house or move into a new place or try, or change your life, you know, in a big way, like yep. moving to a new career or a new place, there's, there's so many horror films that have that as an element. You know, somebody is not mm-hmm. at home, even The Exorcist. And, you know, Rosemary's Baby starts with them moving into a new place. That's always kind of an edgy th- feeling you're not at home, you know? Nope. And I love it because, so here's this couple. Um, they aren't able to have children. So they just, they want a project. So they move out to this huge house that needs to be fixed up. And so they move out here and um, they discover as they're, you know, doing all their, you know, revamping and trying to fix up the house, they discover this mysterious room. What is this room? Why is it hidden away? It's all, you know, blocked over and they find it, they uncover it. Well, it turns out when you go in this room, you can wish for anything, and the room will materialize the thing that you wish for. Oh. Hmm. So I love the escape, escapism aspect. So, so here we have an isolation horror, these two people stuck in a house. They're out in the middle of nowhere. They have no friends yet. You know, they're just out there by themselves, and they find a room, and they deal with that sort of what if. Like, what would you wish for if right. you were in this room? You know? And I feel like they, they start off exactly how I feel people do it. Like They're like... Let's wish for a thousand dollars, and you know, money appears. They're like, "Well, let's wish for a million dollars." And so they have all this money. So it shows them running through the house, just throwing money around. You know, <laughs> what are they going to spend it on? You know, it's so funny. So they start like amping it up. Like you know, he wishes for a Picasso painting, and it appears. He wishes, you know. So it starts getting bigger and bigger. They start getting more and more creative for the things they wish for. And in your head, as you're watching them, you're thinking, "What would I wish for? What would I wish for?" You know, and you know. Eventually, you know, what they really, really want, they can't have. And so they're like, hmm, maybe we should wish for it. So it goes from a whole other level there. But I love how it starts affecting their relationship and their whole dynamic. When you can just have whatever you want, it sort of starts losing value. Which was a very interesting idea. That sounds so interesting. I, is this played yeah, straight? It is really it like a? Is it, does it have like fantasy vibe to it, or is it like real people? No, they play it very real. It's not you know. There's a, like a little montage of when they're doing all the wishful thinking. They have a montage of all the fun stuff, like you know, weird clothes, and they're dressing up like David Bowie or whatever. <laughs> it's like you know, but it's all very grounded, and it's you know, it's it's got this whole edge to it that you always know. This is monkey paw shit. When you wish for yeah. shit, you always yeah. got to pay somewhere. Be it's careful never what free. you wish for. 
And why would someone hide the room? What could be wrong with the room? Or it gives yeah. you anything you want. So there's a lot of great mystery, and it's, it's really original. And it stars um, Kevin Jansen's, who was actually the bad boyfriend in Revenge. It's a movie we talked about sure. a while back, a French film. Yeah. And it also stars Olga I'm going to slaughter this name. This is a Mark thing. Kurilenko? Yeah, Kurilenko. Okay. The, she Kurilenko. Used to be, she was the a Bond, Bond girl. She was a Bond girl, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. She's I been like a ton her. of A-list shit. Yeah. Tom Cruise movies. You know, she's she was in uh, To the Wonder, Terrence Malick. She was in Oblivion, you know, Tom Cruise. She was in a Russell right. Crowe movie, she's The Water Diviner. She's A-list shit. Yeah. So we have some really good actors. It's basically them mostly, the two of them on screen most of the time in this house. And it's just a fantastic sort of isolation horror for a time like this. Where you're in the house, but things get bigger and bigger. I loved that. So is it's it actually a, a really it, fun. I'm sorry. Is it a French foreign language film? No. Or is it, it's, in, it's in English? It's in English, directed here. by a Frenchman, but yeah. And set so it has here a, in the U.S. somewhere? Yeah. 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 Okay. So it's, it's definitely has that, that feel to it. You know, like he's, he's a writer and an author. You know, it's, like, yeah. it's great. So yeah. I would definitely suggest it's just a little fun little movie to check it out. It's, it's got some cool stuff, ideas, yeah. and the ending is fantastic. And that's in, that's on Shutter, Shutter. And if people don't have Shutter, it's it's an add-on service, and it's I think uh, like yeah. through Amazon, it's an extra five dollars a month. Yeah, this so. is considered a Shutter original, so it's something that only they have right now. I think. Gotcha. So, it's gotcha. it's worth checking if you if you like genre films and, and Shutter. Uh, we always sound like an advertisement when I'm talking about it. I like it because you know a lot of these um, these streaming you know companies that have just these collection of films a lot of them are just garbage and they have like maybe one or two but the but shutter is different because it, it's actually it's owned by amc i think a and net like forget what they're the A&E. network a and e yes A&E. um amc but they have a very well curated collection there's a lot of stuff that isn't necessarily just slash you know slasher stuff they have a lot of good foreign films they have a lot of good stuff just thriller yeah, so they their stuff isn't just an algorithm and a clutch of films they bought for like budget basement prices or something. Okay. So I would definitely it's worth a, a free trial checkout for sure. So this is this is not the movie where the guy says, It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. <laughs> oh hi Mark. <laughs> oh, hi. No, it's definitely not that one. That's, That's cool. true. Be careful because there's another film called The Room that is Horrible. Yeah. And then there's also a third a third film called Room, yes. which was uh, with Brie Larson from a couple of years ago. That was actually quite good. Yeah, which is oh. a completely different film. Yeah, so I don't remember that one. Oh, oh yeah, there was the one where you know, uh, and it was the young boy who was actually nominated for Academy Award, who was in um, Doctor Sleep. He was the the baseball the kid who was playing baseball. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. He, again, he okay. was the guy that would never been outside of the room. That's right. That okay. Oh, so, yeah. So, okay. I remember that one. Yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Jacob Tremblay is the actor, the young actor. Yeah. So this one oh, is very cool. The Room, and it's a 2019 film, right? Yeah. yeah. Let's run the trailer real quick, so people will know it when they see it. Okay. Here's the trailer for The Room. A perfect world. These are for you. Thanks, honey. They're beautiful. A perfect life. I would do anything for my girl. I love you, Lisa. I love you, Johnny. Surprise! He provides for you. Darling, you can't support yourself. I don't love him anymore. He didn't get his promotion. And he got drunk last night. And he hit me. It's not true. I did not hit her. Well, maybe you should have a girl, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you're right. 
Maybe I have one already. I don't know yet. We can't do this anymore. Johnny's my best friend. This will be our secret. Don't worry. You can trust me. Who we are expecting? <laughs> I'm your future husband. You sure about that? Please talk to me, please. You're having an affair with Lisa, aren't you? I need more from life than what Johnny can give me. She's a sociopath. She can't love anyone. There is no baby. I told him that to make it interesting. She's such a manipulative witch. You're hurting yourself. You're hurting our friendship. I treat you like a princess. And you stab me in the back. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Okay, that's not really okay. that's not really the trailer for the room that, <laughs> that we were talking exactly about. That's exactly not what we wanted. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you know you have the wrong film. Here's the actual trailer for the room that Kathy was talking about. Sweet home. I'm guessing you're not from these parts. We just moved down from New York. <laughs> Kathy! No peeking. Let's give it another try. There's no reason we can't have children. We already tried twice. Both babies died. Holy Mary, Mother of God. Nobody told you? The previous owners. They got killed in this house. House of blood. God, I need another bottle. Honey, a real Van Gogh. Yeah, sure. Where did you get all this stuff? The room makes things. What do you need most in the world? I want a million dollars. How does it work? Who cares how it works? You just use it. The only thing more dangerous than a person who can't get what they want is a person who gets whatever they want. Get out of the house before it's too late. Where's the necklace you asked for? I can always get another. And another. And another. What the fuck is wrong with you? I took a shortcut. You used the room to make a baby. A baby is not a thing. Yes, it is. One, two, three. You never take that stuff outdoors. I'm not doing this. Feel free to leave anytime you want. I want to be with you forever. Are you afraid of him? Of course I am. You're not a real person. Man wants to be free. But first, the creator must die. You said we'd be together forever. Mr. Rube, come with me. Let's be here. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. That sounds better. <laughs> That's better. I'm going to put both of those on my list because I've never seen the other one with uh, that guy. Oh, the, I don't think I can watch it. I've just seen some clips from it. I'm like, oh, there's no way I can watch it. I dare you to I watch see, it. No I'm way. Dare you. Nope. I saw The Disaster Artist, which was the uh, James Franco film that yeah. was sort of based on, yes. on, on that life. No, um, watch so. the film. It's, it's, it is bizarre. It's, I, think one of the, I think that's one of the last of its kind. I don't know if... If Thank- thankfully, such such a type of kind of bad movie can ever be made again, because now now people are sort of self conscious about things like that. But this, I love that movie because it's so bad and so unintentionally bad and and so um, 
uh, unaware of what it is. You know, no, you're not going to trick me into it. I'm not watching. <laughs> it's a rarity. It's, it's, it's a rare. It, it, yeah. I, I've watched bits. I, I, I've watched bits and I said that's probably enough for me. But you know, maybe yeah. I'll give it a shot. See if you can. All right, my turn. See if you can watch the whole thing. Yeah. I'll yeah. try. But I'm definitely going to watch this. The room from yes. From the room uh, is fun. From yeah. 2019. Some really cool right? ideas. Yeah. Cool yeah. It ideas sounds great. Cool I love ending. movies like that. I love that kind yeah. of. Monkey's paw, like you said, monkey's paw thing. Like, what's gonna happen? What's the comeuppance gonna be? I know. I almost don't want to talk it up because I watched it as like no expectations. Didn't expect it to be kind of like whatever. Didn't expect it to be good. So a lot of it's expectations. So make sure your expectations are in line with what it is. It's a it's a hidden gem. Yeah, that that dovetails into my movie because I don't want to ever play up a movie because this film that I watched, I just you know, it was one of those things on Netflix. I said, I'm just going to try it. And, you know, and to me, like, if you're surprised by it, it's like, oh, pleasant surprise indeed. And this film um, is called Freaks. It's not the 1932 Todd Browning. Oh, I was going to say, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah that's, no. a, that's a this, creepy uh, one. This is from last year or 2018, I think. And it stars uh, Emil Hirsch, uh, who is, I, I like him in everything. Like, he was in that, uh, the autopsy of Jane Doe. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, um, and Bruce Dern, who is at his Bruce Derniest in this cool. movie. <laughs> I mean, he, he's Bruce Dern times 100. He's a treasure. And he's great in this. He's funny. So uh, uh, and Amanda Crew, who is uh, a regular on the show Silicon Valley, if anybody watches that on HBO. That's uh, but, great. It's, but it stars, it's uh, by first time film director Zach Lepofsky and Adam Stein. This is their first movie, and it's shocking that it's their first movie. It's not a big budget film, but it looks like a huge budget film. Oh. Think of it. It's oh. about a, think about a contained version of that TV show Heroes. Oh. The show from years yeah. ago where mm-hmm. I worked on that show. Superheroes. <laughs> yep. Think of that, um, but it, it takes place through the eyes of a seven year old girl. She's actually the star of it, and she's excellent. She, she's uh, this girl who's stuck in her house with her father, played by Emile Hirsch, he does not let her outside. Mm. Can't even mm. peek out the window. So her, so we're seeing this uh, the, this world develop through the eyes of a seven-year-old. So oh. we don't really know what's happening. So we get exposed to the story as a seven-year-old does. So I don't want to give it away, except what, what you think it is. It certainly takes a left turn into some really interesting places. But it's very much like a Marvel superhero sci-fi movie done on a low budget. But the effects are great. The effects oh. are really good. And there's some really cool stuff in it. Uh, and Bruce Dern plays the grandfather and sort of like the guardian of this girl. And we just have to figure out what is happening in this world. I'll, I'll, I'll just say that there, in this world there are mutants. They're called abnormals or freaks uh. that that are considered people that the government wants to put away because they have these powers. We don't know what kind of powers we find out that the seven year old girl has these powers and maybe the the most powerful of them all. And I'll leave it at that. But it's, it's like, uh, I thought it was going to be this low budget little thing and it is low budget, but it plays like a much bigger budget film. It feels like, uh, the budget of a $50 million movie just with the effects and vibe of it. And is really well acted. There's some kind of like silly parts, like border on like kind of laughable some of the stuff. But that that's okay. I'm a, I'm all right with that because they're going for it in this movie. Mm. Nothing's held back. You know, they're trying to show a lot of different things. So it's. I um, think it's time for a trailer because I want to hear what this sounds like. Yeah, go for it. 
Let's trailer for for yeah. uh, freaks. I'm definitely watching that. And then actually, then I then I was just morning. I was reading an article like Mike Flanagan, who we like very much. He had a, his binge watching recommendations, and Freaks is on there. Oh, okay. He That's says funny. completely that came out of nowhere and knocked me down. Uh, it's a gem. You won't be sorry you gave it your time. Thrilling, dark, scary, funny. Cool. So anyway, definitely going to watch that. Thrilling, really like, dark, just, scary, those, funny. Dark, scary, funny. <laughs> that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> So all of those genres were open for. It's just one of those surprises uh, I love about streaming is when you just take a flyer on a movie, go, I'm just going to see if this is any good. Yeah. And if I, if it's terrible, I can just turn it off or, and not watch it. But it, but this one was like, oh, this is interesting. And I was happy that I, I picked it. So there you go. See, that's my favorite way of finding movies. That's how the room was. I'm, like, I'm just going to watch this whatever. And then it turned out to be fun. Yeah. yeah. You just never know. As opposed to like you go into something, oh, I'm really excited to watch this. And you go, mm. it's like, wah, wah. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. Very cool. So Freaks, The Room, Interstellar, Moon. And Moon. Yeah, I did two for <laughs> So we're all about movies That's that it. have one word titles. Yeah. Freaks, Interstellar, yeah. Room, and Moon. It's actually the room, but oh, that's the okay. Room. Okay, I have you know, I'm Don't confuse people. <laughs> they're going to end up with that bad movie, and then they're going to come for me. Kathy <laughs> predicted yeah. that Tony Visconti movie or whoever that guy's name I believe she recommended this piece of shit. <laughs> Tommy Weezo. Weezo. Yeah. Is that what it was? Tommy uh, Weezo. I, yeah. I don't know oh the proper way to pronounce his name. I'm sorry. But so funny. <laughs> he's, uh, he's a phenomenon. I think you guys should watch that. The room, the um, that the stop room. it, no, because it's um, it, you, it's it, it's one of those films. Honestly, when you watch it, you know I was talking earlier about uh, in other episodes where I talk about films that are um, disorienting, <laughs> but disorienting in a good way. You know, like when you come out of the movie Memento, for instance, you feel like your memory is working backwards. You know, yeah. and it gives it sort of changes your perspective and it, and it, I love it when movies are able to do, to do that, to sort of change your, your DNA for a minute. And the room, the, the bad one is, is kind of like that, but it's just so, it's so awful and so unaware of it. I would, I would walk out of that going, how the fuck did that get made? And I can't make a movie. 
Yeah, yeah. That would be exactly. my, you know, that would be my take. Yeah. But right, um, so there you go. More yeah. stuff, man. Four was, good recommendations. Yeah. I might want to see Moon again too, and I'm definitely going to see the room. So. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for thank you thank you for bringing that to fun. my attention. All right. Ah, uh, well, we're going to keep at it. I hope you guys yep. keep at it. And Everybody stay check, safe. Check out, you know, if you don't have nothing to do, check out our um, page, our Facebook page, our Twitter. Really, if you have nothing to do. Yeah. <laughs> check your schedule. <laughs> it's the, it really, it's really the nothing to do. It's the last thing you can think yeah. of. Go check out our social media. It's, it, it's either watch, you know, listen to Cinema on the Podcast or Churn Butter. Yeah. Go with Cinema on the <laughs> at least you have butter then. Yeah. Exactly. At least you have butter. <laughs> but you All know right. what? Support your support your entertainment industry too, because yes. the entertainment industry shut down. Needs us. It's gone. It's shut down and indefinitely. You guys got to support. Apparently, it's doing well because everyone's at home watching media. Come on. Yeah, hopefully. Subscribe. Hopefully, to we'll be able to be able to go back to our jobs. I think yeah, we will. But nice. anyway, let's get. Let's, <laughs> let's, <laughs> no way here we go again. Down. Okay. Right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, those are great movie recommendations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All we'll right. be back next time with more fun. Okay. More so stay tuned. All right. Cinemando signing off. <laughs> <laughs>